Good afternoon and welcome to the Monday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll get an update from CN Rail on grain movement. Also, we'll hear from Federal Ag Minister Marie-Claude Bebo. And uh, first in today's country comment, we'll be joined by Manitoba's Agriculture Minister, Blaine Peterson. The latest farm news and market numbers, all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Manitoba's Agriculture Minister, Blaine Peterson, has sent a letter to farmers concerning the COVID-19 crisis. He chatted with reporter Candace Jerkson. Well, Manitoba Health, uh, Dr. Rusin, uh, issued their new health order this, this past week, and agriculture and all aspects related to food production, food supply chain, are listed as essential services, as they should be. Having said that, though, we're, we're really emphasizing to, while it's business as usual, uh, it, keep in mind the new health order and protocols, the social distancing, making sure that, you, you know, you're monitoring health of if you have employees or even your own health and whatnot. Just, uh, uh, but try to keep it, we're trying to keep the um, ag industry going as, as good as we can under these circumstances. We're certainly working with our processing plants. Uh, they are doing an outstanding job of monitoring the health of their workers, and, and we're working through also with the federal government on Canadian Food Inspection Agency to make sure that we've got those inspectors to do the health uh, health inspections in those plants. So we're in constant contact with all sectors of the ag uh, community and just trying as good as we can under these circumstances to keep going. It's uncertain times for everyone, and you know, lots of people are. Everybody is is staying at home, is working from home, and staying home. And on the farms, that's uh, you know somewhat. Uh, usual to be at home, but at the same time, you want to limit your contact uh, in terms of going uh, out. Uh, we're de- dealing right now with uh, the bull sale season's on, the auction sale season is on. We're developing protocols on there uh, in terms of social distancing on that, and, and we'll be getting some information out about that here shortly. But uh, you know, the, the sales can go, but we really emphasize for the owners to practice, uh, to, ha- to enforce the social distancing at the site and as much as possible have online presence for bidding on whether it's, you know, it's an auction sale or a bull sale or whatever it is. It just, um, we need to be vigilant in our communities. Everyone needs to be vigilant and that's our message. That was Manitoba's Agriculture Minister, Blaine Peterson. He was chatting with reporter Candice Dirksen. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The retail and food service sectors are both facing different yet significant challenges related to COVID-19, according to the president of Canada Beef. Michael Young says beef demand at retail is up 50 to 75 percent as consumers stock up, while the food service and hospitality sector is reporting a 50 to 90 percent decrease in demand as restaurants are forced to close outright or to in-house service. It's too early to know what the impact of COVID-19 has been on retail food prices. What we do know so far is that supply chain is working very hard to keep shelves full. Current prices are a reflection of the supply and demand situation 
as consumers have been stocking up on food and supplies. This is expected to be short-term as the supply chain will adjust to meet demand and the pace of retail purchases normalizes. Young adds key international export markets are experiencing similar conditions. Farm Credit Canada says the average value of Canadian farmland increased by 5.2% in 2019, the smallest increase over the past decade. Manitoba's increase was 4%. Average farmland values have increased every year since 1993. And a farm family coach says during this time of uncertainty with COVID-19, it's a time where families can hunker down and examine what's important to them as a unit. Elaine Frey says the first thing to do is to look at how the situation is impacting the stress and emotion of the family. Family is a huge foundation for the culture of the business. And so it's what they believe, what their vision is for going forward, how they're behaving with each other. Are they taking out their stress in healthy ways? Are they taking care of themselves physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally? Are they taking one day at a time? Are they staying present? And you know for sure that you need to take care of yourself to be well, to contribute. And you know that family needs to love and support each other. Phrase encourages anyone who is being stressed financially to pick up the phone and start having conversations with your lenders and creditors. That was a look at today's Farm News. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Monday, April 6th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo. And up first, Glenda Lee Allen Vossler chats with a representative from the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. Today, Glenda Lee Allen Vossler talks with Stephen Vanderval, the Alberta Vice President for the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association, about the importance of the trucking industry to the food supply chain. Obviously, um, some farmers do their own trucking, but much of it is done by, uh, by other truckers. And that's not just hauling grain, that's hauling groceries, that's hauling literally everything that we see and we use today. So how the impact is, is that um, for some people, they're able to work from home or stay home and do their job from home. But for a trucker, that's not an option, right? And, and neither it is for farmers. So, um, you know, and same with farmers too. That being said, we were able to stay on our farms and just load trucks and stuff. But for the trucking industry, they have to get products from point A to point B. Otherwise, those shelves are empty. And then you want to talk about a big disaster is having empty shelves at a grocery store. So we just, we just thought that it was worth having a, a press release to, to put on a spotlight on what the truckers are doing. They're not able to stay home. They need to get out there. And we heard reports of, of truckers not being able to use washrooms or get food and all this stuff, which in my mind is literally borderline criminal. And uh, we needed to put a stop to that. And it sounds like that's kind of turning around. And we thought that was really, really important to make sure that that supply chain is, is up and running. That supply chain, while we've been talking about it with respect to the grocery store, of course, spring seeding, not that far away, and making sure that the supplies are in place for producers to produce the crop that we need is key. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to be seeding here. Well, normally in southern Alberta, we're already seeding, which obviously is going to be late, but you need to get fertilizer in place. All your seed needs to get in place. Your seed, your seed treatments, your chemicals, all your equipment, your parts, uh, everything, fuel, everything you need to put a crop in. And without the truckers and the supply chain, that's not pro- possible. And therefore, you're not putting a crop in and there's no food. And so, and it's not, you know, it's not trying to sensationalize. That's just the facts. And so, 
it's an essential service and we need to make sure that the uh, truckers are taken care of and that, uh, that, that there's no break in that supply chain. Overall, final thoughts, key comments you would like to leave with people today, producers and consumers? Yeah, I think that um, it really showed how things can change on a dime. Not too many weeks ago, we had uh, rail blockages and the supply chains were to essentially shut down, which was completely, as you see today, completely unacceptable. Um, we never fly today now in a crisis situation, so why should it fly any other time? Um, we need all our supply chains up and running. When you have large cities with millions and millions of people and, and potentially tens of thousands of people shopping at, at individual grocery stores, uh, you need to have everything working absolutely perfect from the farm to the mill to the, to the grocery shelves that the supply chain is working and, 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 and farmers and truckers aren't able to, to quarantine at home. They actually have to get out and get this done. And we need to show respect, especially to truckers. Uh, absolutely unacceptable to, for them to not be able to use washrooms or, or go to get places to eat and all the stories you're hearing about. Because without them, you want to see a country come to a standstill and, 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 and have total absolute chaos is, is to stop the trucking industry. So we need to really show how important that is. And that starts from the farm and all the way to the grocery shelves. I've been talking with Stephen Vandervalk. Stephen is an Alberta director with the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. For Golden West, I'm Glendale Allen Vossler. Last week, the federal government announced an investment to assist Canadian food banks. Here's Federal Ag Minister Marie-Claude Bebo. COVID-19 is increasing the number of Canadians who struggle to access food and is having a major impact on the operations of local food organizations. Food banks are all kinds of all kinds are being forced to adapt, to find younger volunteers, to minimize interpersonal contact, to offer home delivery. The challenges are great. Today, Prime Minister Trudeau announced $100 million in support of organizations who are on the front lines, making sure people get essential food support in their time of need. Food Banks Canada will receive $50 million, while $20 million has been evenly divided between Second Harvest, Community Food Centers Canada, the Breakfast Club of Canada, and the Salvation Army. These organizations will work with local partners to meet urgent and increased food needs, including those in Indigenous and Northern populations. The last $30 million will be allocated later to fill the gaps and respond to further needs. I invite all my MP colleagues across the country to reach out to their local food banks to make sure they are connected to one of the five partners. I want to take this opportunity to also announce that through the Food Policy for Canada, through the Local Food Infrastructure Fund, as of today, 362 projects across the nation have received funding for a total of $6.6 million. Canadian working in all parts of our food supply chain are stepping up 
during this extraordinary time. And I invite those who can to please consider supporting your local bank or community organization. Farmers, folks working in food processing plants, truckers, clerks in grocery stores, and obviously volunteers in food banks are all proud members of a critical infrastructure, the food supply chain. If you're healthy and available, consider joining them. That was Canada's Agriculture Minister, Marie-Claude Beeble. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen-Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. A couple of cancellations to mention for this week. The Manitoba Sustainable Energy Association annual conference, which was scheduled for April 8th in Morden, has been postponed. And the Keystone Ag Producers Advisory Council meeting, scheduled for April 9th in Portage, has been cancelled. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Monday afternoon. Today we're joined by CN Rail VP Sean Finn, who spoke with reporter Candace Dirksen. First of all, I want to thank all our employees and our leaders at CN for continuing to operate the railway through these challenging times. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of work to make sure the railway remains a place where people can come to work safely and, and healthy. And we're spending a lot of time making sure that we're doing so because it's so important to our economy and to a lot of our customers and, uh, and ag stakeholders uh, in, in Manitoba. Uh, yes, a good, very, very good month for March when it came to grain uh, this year. You know, and I think that, that uh, in part because we had the employees, the, the locomotives, the track, and the cars, but also the supply chain as a whole, from as a whole performed well. So from the farmers bringing their grain to the elevators, elevators loading our trains, getting the trains to either Prince Rupert or to Vancouver, unloaded on ships and then to market, and then that takes the team sport. We all have to play. Uh, at our highest level of our game to make sure we do so. And we've had a very good month of March. So compare our last record of grain movement in March was in 2017. We moved uh, 2.47 uh, million metric tons during the month of March 2017. And this year, in 2020, we moved 2.65 million metric tons. So our record, almost 7% more than our record from 2017. So very... um, I want to thank everybody in the supply chain. This is not uh, just the railway. It's everybody working together. Uh, and that allows us to move, you know, the grain to market. Uh, when Thunder Bay is, is, is closed down, it wants to go to Vancouver and Rupert. And it just shows by having moved this much amount of grain during one month, it just moved. The grain was, the grain was already being moved, and we, uh, we stepped up with other partners to make sure it happened. Normally in, uh, in March, um, uh, you know, it's a bit more challenging from a weather perspective sometimes in Western Canada, not this year. Mm-hmm. But we try and target uh, on a weekly basis to spot. That means bring a car to the elevator to be fulled. About 4,150 cars per week. And the last three weeks of March, we uh, spotted over 6,400 cars. So that's almost 2,000 cars more. It's more than 2,000 cars more per week. So it just shows the grain is there to be moved. And if uh, we as a railway... Our partners, uh, you know, do uh, the basic uh, uh, blocking and tackling. We can move a lot of grain. And that's what the farmers often tell us, is that the grain is already moved. These are contracts that have been put in place for a while. And if uh, we don't show up, as we should, that impacts the, uh, their livelihood, but also weakens the supply chain. And it gives us, uh, you know, a bad reputation abroad. So I think we're showing now that, uh, you know, the grain that wants to move to market, uh, we have people who want to buy this product from us because it's a great quality product from Canada. 
And uh, we've done a pretty good job all together making sure it gets to market uh, and during March 2020. We should be proud of that performance. That was Sean Finn with CN Rail chatting with reporter Candice Dirksen. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The COVID-19 outbreak has forced Canada Beef to modify a pair of ground beef marketing campaigns set to be released last month. President Michael Young explains the parallel initiatives originally spoke to the culinary enjoyment of beef, as well as the producers and systems that produce Canada's high-quality beef. With current self-isolation practices, consumers have stocked up on beef and are now at home cooking in their kitchens more than ever. They are needing recipes, inspiration, distraction, and cooking know-how information. Consequently, Canada Beef has modified the campaign to emphasize those elements that speak to home preparation and build culinary skills. Young adds beef demand at retail is up 50 to 75 percent as consumers stock up to prepare food at home. And during times of stress, it's important to find coping strategies that can help, according to farm family coach Elaine Fraze. With the uncertainty of COVID-19, it's vital to identify how the situation is impacting the emotions of the family and to support each other through it. Fraze encourages anyone who is being stressed financially to pick up the phone and start having conversations with lenders and creditors. One of my encouragements as a former mediator with the Farm Debt Mediation Services for any farm family listening to this that is being stressed financially is to pick up the phone and start having communication with your lenders and creditors and also um, look at your bank statements and get a really clear idea of what your family living is going to look like for the next six months to a year and what adjustments you can make to make those numbers align more clearly. Frey says in addition to keeping communication lines open with family and creditors, it's also important to do the same with community. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.